This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Bro, it's force of fill up on the track. Yo, I didn't think about it this way before. But when I stopped casting Brainstorm, I realized all you players are junders. You're just a bunch of junders, bro. Two for ones in top decks. Green Sun Zenith prospects. Well, if you don't cast Thoughtseize turn one, then I don't want to hear no chat about blunders. You players are junders. Lilies and bobs and oozes. Tomagoy bruises. Colagons command chooses. Discard shatter our twofers. Disentomb endurance. Punishing fires looping. And you losing cause we him into to rock. So you're playing off the top. Cascading always goes for broke. Lightning gonna hit you with the smoke. These braids are flapping off your blood. Tap four, we cast a Dracula. Collect another trophy. Assassinate you when we play Enchantress. We back to nature. So pay eight life, you fucking coward. Flex your grip like it's full of power. Forget the student, get your racket. Master losers, just keep attacking. Who cares if Uro blanks your deck? We're in too deep to course correct. We're some availed, we'll cling to dust. Curse the cup all the way Lily does. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you just yet, but if you ain't cast and brainstorm, then you gotta keep the fucking pressure on them. Jund will fuck up DNT, wrath the board, pernicious deeds. They'll rebuild what we're engineering, explosive, side of clearing. But please don't try to go recruit and last hope will smack it and abuse it. This is madness. Fatal push, commit war crimes, George W. Bush. Bruh, I get it, all the good cards are in blue. And Merc Tide is an absolute fucking beating. But if you don't cast Lord Siege turn one, then I don't want to hear no qualms about dragons. Pyro blasting, fuck escaping Uro and his dumb play patterns. Surgical extraction, calls games like James Madden. Tough acting to acting, and now we're gaining some traction by dashing in Ragavan the Goat, casting cards off the deck. And if they be playing blue, then they'll show us some respect. We used to play the cards, they traded one for one, but then they changed the bar, and that was undone. And now the black cards were unplayable, but we jumped so hard we're unassailable. Uh. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? Bro, triumph of St. Catherine. <laughs> In the grim darkness of the future, there is only war. We're doing the 40K cards, uh, our top 10, 13 really choices uh, for uh, the Warhammer uh, 40K commander set uh, that is legal in, legal in Legacy. So let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Bro, I... Yeah, we, we, we're gonna go off the off this list. Triumph of Saint Catherine is until later, but like uh, <laughs> you're into uh, it. I, so into as it. a as a precursor to this, um, Phil, uh, have you ever played Warhammer 40k or even Warhammer or any Games Workshop games? No, but I'm gonna play nothing but Warhammer now that Triumph of Saint Catherine exists. <laughs> so I, I have I've, I, I have a deep a deep lore knowledge of the 40k universe uh, pre 2000. Uh, I played all through high school and stuff, as well as when playing Magic and stuff like that, because I worked in this comic shop that paid me to play all the games, bought all the stuff for me to to play them. So uh, we're we're diving into this with a little with a little bit more knowledge uh, 
than your average Vorthos would have for Magic the Gathering, I'd like to think. Great. You're, you're going to be filling us in on a lot of that stuff because I don't have any knowledge of it at all. Indeed. So I'm looking at this solely as it's just a, a new set with new mechanics and new cards. Right on. So here we go. Uh, we're going to start uh, with our three uh, honorable mention cards. Uh, the first one being a Redemptor Dreadnought. It's a five mana artifact creature that is an Astartes Dreadnought. A fallen Warrior. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you may exile a card from your graveyard. Trample. Uh, creature card, specifically a creature card from your graveyard. A creature card from your graveyard, yes. And then it has Plasma Incinerator. Whenever a, a whenever Redemptor Dreadnought attacks, if you if the exiled card uh, bleh, attacks, if a card exiled with it, if a card is exiled with it, it gets plus X plus X, where X is the power of the creature it exiled. Sorry. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a it's a five mana trampler that can become a fatter five mana trampler. Yeah. So of course. The, it has the word dreadnought in it. I mean, we have to talk about Phyrexian dreadnought with this card, and, right? You know, I mean, it's a fat, it's a fat guy that's gonna make, you know, it's gonna get fatter, and you know, maybe like, you know, use its fat to mess your opponent up. Yeah, that's about it. So, uh, quick, a quick uh, lore drop in this because we've talked about what it's useful for. We know that it is useful for literally one thing. Uh, at five mana, probably not playable, but still worth talking about. Uh, in, in the Warhammer universe, uh, the dreadnought is a mech. That uh, basically they put a dying or or almost dead uh, space marine into, and then it can that space marine uh, powers the uh, dreadnought with the re- remainder of its life force. Neat, dark. Yeah. Dig it. I mean, it is the grim dark. All right. Uh, the next card we have is uh, one of the greater demons. It is the Lord of Change, a uh, seven mana that's six and one blue demon that uh, has flying and ward three. Uh, and it says whenever it uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw three cards. It is a six six. That's wow. about it. That like th- this card would probably be like maybe playable if Grizzlebrand didn't exist. Well, wow. flying ward three when it ETBs ancestral and it's just not even close. No, and the ward three is the reason why this would be playable, like as a, a, a as like a, yeah. re- a replacement for uh, Grizzlebrand because like okay now you can't ca- can't get my guy and I can start swinging in. You know, two this, mana eight eights in the format. Grizzlebrand in the format. Sorry, Lord of Change. Exactly. You not you. Your your name is not conducive to reality. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Golden Throne. Enter all the toilet humor you like right here in the comment section below. Wow. Also, you wow. know what? Like and like and subscribe while you're at it. Uh, for toilet humor, guys. The Golden wow. Throne is a four mana legendary artifact. It has arcane life support. If you would lose the game and said exile the Golden Throne. And your life total becomes one. And then it says a thousand souls die every day. Tap, sacrifice a creature, and add three mana of any combination of colors. We're talking about the top half of this card, not the bottom half of this card. Obviously. What do you mean we're not talking? <laughs> tap, sack a creature? You're into that tap. You're into that part for four no, mana? No, bro, I'm into, the, I, I'm into the thing that a card that sits on the table and says you, you can't die yet. Don't die yet. Yep. Uh, Think about th- dying. Get close to dying, but don't die. Again, this is the final of the uh, honorable mention cards. This is just an interesting card with like ad nauseum or deck that, that like wouldn't no, do I, that. I, I think this card is actually like the oh. get four dude four mana sack a creature loaded black lotus. It's just four mana sack. It's sack a creature black lotus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I, I'm that seems real good, man. Okay, it's tap it though. It's not just like. Bro, you know, is this gonna to... show up? Is this gonna show up in Legacy? No, but like tap sack black lotus, like that's just I'm interested in all those words. He likes he likes those words. 
Those words, those let it be known. Sacrifice a creature to Black Lotus. Or it's better than Black Lotus. It's any any combination of colors. Mm-hmm. That that yeah, is any combo. powerful yeah. shit. You could play powerful an Esper shit. creature off of this. You could play a Naya creature off of this afterwards. We we are we are never seeing this in Legacy unless it's part of some busted combo that we haven't yeah. found we haven't thought of yet because it's you know convoluted. But speaking of things we haven't thought of yet, this is the opposite. Is things we have thought of. Uh, Gyerson Starn Kellermorph is a three-two Tyranid human for. One, a blue, and a red. It's a legendary creature with Ward 2, and it has three auto stubs. Whenever another source deals d- exactly one damage to a permanent or player, uh, the named card deals two damage to uh, to that player. So basically, so, you're getting three for your grape shots. Or your needle your needle drops. Or your uh, empty the Warrens tokens. Or your fork, your fork bolt. Yeah, so there's a lot of cards that work really well in this color combination with this card, uh, including Lobber Crew, guys. You could oh, build wow. a whole like Tim deck. You could just go. Yeah. You could just go lob some crew. Yeah, dude. Um, and so Lobber Crew. We had a long conversation about this. Multi-colored I thought... cards on taps. Actually, you could really get there with that. I remember I, we had a long conversation about this card uh, over our text thread, and I was like, "Wow, I think that there may be something here because Ward Two. I was like, this a card like this sucks, but the fact that it has Ward Two. I was like, oh, okay, so it actually can protect itself. All the removal spells, tacking Ward 2, like, that's a meaningful text. Ward 3 yeah. 2 is meaningful text. Particularly if you're trying to pair this with other things, so like combo kill with Grape Shot, where every single instance of Grape Shot deals 3 instead of 1. So, like, your Storm Count is greatly reduced. Also, you can break up that. So you, you need can, Storm like, Count of 7 if this is on the board. And it's over. And, if, and if you cast this, it's like it has Ward 2, so theoretically being able to untap with it is fairly strong, or they're committing their entire turn to removing it, which means that you're not losing tempo uh, to yeah. per se, right? Because if, if you have a three-mana creature and they have to spend three mana to remove it, okay, well then... They, this means like draw gained, a card and untap your lands then, right? They haven't gained anything on you, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You just, you just pass the turn back and forth and we simplified the board. But the... Uh, the more and more we talked about it, the more, and, and this is where, you know, Nay's influence still on the cast. I was like, guys, I think there's something here. I think like it's a blue red, it's a blue red card that is, it's already asking you to play cards that you'd want to play. And the only real concession for the most part, if you're building the deck would be something like Grape Shot, but Grape Shot's also a banger against certain archetypes. So it's not like it's, it's not like it's totally bad. It's not the best. It's not like you're looking to main board it, but like, it's not an embarrassing card to have in your main board because if you play against something where Grape Shot is has text on it you also know, you can burning like, wish for grape shot like you can get you can do all that stuff things, too, yeah. you know? so i was like okay i was like you know it's like if you're in the if you're in a, a place where you're like okay yeah i'll play you know fire ice or fork bolt it's like these are playable incidental cards that you know are are better against the matchups where they're better right yeah. like like if you play against elves fork bolt is better than bolt so it's like there's there's range right so i was like it's interesting there's there's an interesting conversation to be had and then nate was like yo you know the problem with this card is that it's not doing anything for you. It's making cards that are in your deck better, but by itself, it's not doing anything else. And it's attacking for three. And I was like, (laughs) you know, looking at it through the lens of what is it doing other than making the other good cards better? You know, that the, but like, it's not doing anything that the good cards. Here's what it's doing. Is it's taking an archetype that was expensive and it's making it cheaper. Like you can well, build from, from a deck a, with blue and red and much cheaper than you can do like a traditional like Adna storm deck. Yeah, LED, yeah. yeah. But like from, from a competitive standpoint, if you think about something like, well, 
Young Pyromancer also does something similar. The thing is, is that it's Young Pyromancer or something along those lines changes the axis, right? Like Mentor yeah. changes the axis. It's turning those cards into another form of threat that your opponent needs to deal with. So whereas that one, this guy is only making your burn spells better burn spells, it's not creating, it's not fighting along a different axis. So it's not actually changing what your opponent needs to deal with. They would, if they stop the burn spell, then this guy do also doesn't do anything, as opposed to if they stop the spell off a young PG, you still get the token, right? And looking at it through that axis, I was like, okay, yeah, I think Nate is right here. I think this is, it's too much of a stretch beyond what you just suggested. Yeah, I think my, my, my uh, final take on this card is maybe we need to have uh, Storm Liaison Bryant Cook on to talk about this card. I mean, if he has to turn over, his, he's already turned over his, uh, what's the, oh God, what's Infernal Tutors. So maybe he'll, one day he'll be like, yep, LED is yep. just not playable. This Gotta is give the way to do it. Yep. All right. Uh, my, next get, card get, is. Get my needle drops. <laughs> next card is Malanthrope. This is a 2-2 uh, Flying Tyranid for uh, one, a green and a blue. And it says Scavenge the Dead. When it enters the battlefield, exile target player's library. Put a plus one, plus one counter on wow, it. library. Exile their library. <laughs> Sorry, graveyard. Exile their exile library. The graveyard. Is busted. Yeah, <laughs> exile, exile the graveyard. Exile target player's graveyard. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each creature card exiled this way. Well, so endurance exists. Yeah, endurance exists, of course. Um, I and, and I think were it not for endurance, this this is an interesting like. Uh, card to be like, okay, well, I'll green suns for this and like remove your graveyard. Um, bro, what what a world we would be in if Modern Horizons 2 just never happened. What how interesting would it be, right? But this has flying, so I want to just put it does that have flying, it does have flying, it, and flying. it also it, it also loses to power blast. So cool, yeah, extra good. All right, let's talk about uh, Pox Walkers. Pox Walkers is one of two cards in this set card. that I think this is it, this is, is really it. going Pox to uh, push. Push the uh, dredge uh, deck forward a little bit. Uh, Pop Talkers is a uh, two and a black for a creature zombie. It's got dash touch. It's a three one. It says Curse of the Walking Pox. Whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, return Pox Walkers from the graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So I don't think that this is going like, yeah, cool. Dredge. Fine. Awesome. Uh, this is another card that works off of Gravecrawler. Mm -hmm. And so... In my mind, this is just an additional grave crawler. So you're you're going full zombardment with this guy. I'm thinking if you are if you are in like every every like yeah like zombardment is just a grave crawler enabler deck, right? Like yeah. the 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 card that actually makes those decks work is grave crawler. And this, the cool thing mind, is this this enables grave crawler. So what you do is you get get this out in grave crawler. You sacrifice grave crawler, then you recast grave crawler right from your yard, and then you sacrifice this. And then the grave crawler hits the board, so and this comes you, back. If, if you have the sack trigger on the stack, yeah. you would if you if you would sack the grave crawler, uh, or you would sack the grave crawler, cast it with Poxwalkers. Uh, oh no, Poxwalkers needs to see the cast from the graveyard, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not when it enters the battlefield. Yeah. The, the so, difference though is that this is unlike Prized Amalgam, where Prized Amalgam is is a is a triggered ability at the end of turn, so you only get it once. Yeah, you just this, keep you, doing you, this. You, you can and sack if you it have loop. two, you, it's, you're very likely to have like an extra Poxwalker in your yard. So once you have like a couple, they're just coming out for free. That's what I'm saying. Like because yeah. you get you can you can recur them any number of times in the turn. That if you are if you if you can recur your um grave crawler over and over and over like if, if like if you had that engine right mm -hmm. and just you need something else to do with it this is just another body that whatever you're recurring off the sack outlet so like 
let's say you have a, you, your your grave crawler and Phyrexian altar, and that is online, and you're making you're just casting grave crawler infinite times. This on you I know, mean, then you, you've you, won, right? Well, then then now now you're making infinite mana, right? Now yeah. you like, but like you couldn't do that before because grave crawler costs mana. This costs no mana, so yeah. it's just opening up. It's it's like for those types of decks. Now those decks are not going to ever be tier legacy no, no. like competition like competitive this is the stuff that nate plays on, on uh when he when he doesn't have any time but like it's, it's, the, it's <laughs> the it's the cool fun like, stuff that like this is an enabler for a deck that has once existed and been good before it will never be good again unless something and this isn't gonna get it there but it's it's uniquely helping another deck the same yeah. way that when we were talking about a johnny the new johnny with infect potentially helping infect specifically this would help that deck specifically so i think like the fact that I can clearly see where a home for this would be, and you know, death touch is no recurring death touch is no joke. That, yeah, I, I, I like this card a lot. All right, uh, let's talk about the triumph of St. Catherine. Oh my uh, god, let's why don't you talk, talk about, about it? it. Let's why you talk about it. Okay, so I, I, I posted on Twitter, I was like, yo, this card is insane, it's so good, it's 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 right in the lane of what a classic miracles build has wanted for a long time, which is a way to stabilize life total and a way to compress your curve because um, and, with, and the way that you could do that before for life gain is you could move into green, right? So you had Oko, mm -hmm. you had Uro. Uro, yeah. But the way that those decks play out is they play out much more mid-rangey. They're much more, the 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 the, the way that the games play is you are playing a mid-range deck that has control cards in it, but you're not actually playing uh like your play patterns are not control patterns right yeah. it's like let's exchange resources and then i'll just bludgeon you with a design mistake yes whereas saint catherine <laughs> saint catherine does things very unique for miracles that it wants it it removes the need to go into double white right and treat requires double white yeah but you don't really ever want more than one planes unless you're specifically on like a supreme verdict build which yeah. you know okay cool but the fact that you don't have to go into double white it's also a two drop Right. So if you miracle it, it's one in a white. So imagine instead of having to hit all of your land drops for entreat and then entreat it like six mana, imagine if your miracles list just got to stay at four mana the whole game. And you never had, and you could, you could put cards, you could put land back. Yeah. You could throw them back. You shuffle, don't need yeah. them anymore. So if you can compress your curve and the and fact you've that increased your selection as well, which is good. And it having, because it's at one in a white, it also means that it can come earlier. Right. If you draw mm -hmm. and entreat on turn three. Uh, with two mana on the board because you yeah. haven't played your third yeah. land drop yet. That's just a dead draw until you put it back on top, right? Like yeah. that that is that is just a, that is the the card uh, you don't want. That is the inherent mm -hmm. like uh the, the the that is the compromise that you make for having a miracle in your deck, right? Like it's very powerful late and it's very bad early. This is gonna be very good early. And the difference though is that the floor is a five mana five five life flicker, which means that with this other ability, we haven't even said what the card does. We haven't even said what the other so it's a five-five life linker. We'll talk about the other ability in a second, but it has miracle for one and a white. So let's say we've gotten to the point where we've exchanged a bunch of white cards, we're going back and forth. And the, the limiting factor for me as the miracles player is I need to stabilize my life total, mm -hmm. right? Always my floor being a five-five for five that only costs me one white, right? So I'm not compelled to to have to extend past one white mana source. It's four and a white for a five-five lifelinker, which means that if you attack and I'm not dead and I get to swing back, I'm potentially blanking the majority of your combat step. That buys me turns. Like that, that is versus like if you think five mana for an entreat, an entreat would give me one four-four flyer. Can I bring up can I bring up something as well? Like you can miracle this thing into an attack. 
you could instant speed miracle this. Yeah, like if your opponent is like, I'm going to attack with my Ragavan, which we don't do in Legacy anymore, but like, you know, whatever. They're your nimble mongoose to pick up another card that doesn't get played. And uh, I'll, and you're like, okay, I'll miracle this and block it with my 5-5 five, five lifelinker. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's exactly other, yeah, what, that's exactly, like you've killed a creature, you stabilize your life total. Five, five life is a lot of life. And also, there, there, there are unique aspects to this that are in range of exactly the meta we're in. No Power Blast, no Hydro Blast. It's yep. out of range. For, it's, it's out of reasonable range for uh, Prismatic Ending. It can't hit, it's not going to get touched by Caracas. It one-shots most Planeswalkers. It's gonna one sh- it will one-shot most Planeswalkers unless it's been on the table for a while, but you can also potentially instant speed it. The only thing that this is soft to is Source of Plowshares. And it's like, okay, yeah, Source of Plowshares hits every creature in the format. Maybe this doesn't exchange, uh, doesn't go up a card, right? Like it's not a value engine. But if it costs you two mana, this is doing the work that Stoneforge Mystic Batter Skull is doing in one card. Now it's not going up a card, but now mm-hmm. if I wanted to play Stoneforge Mystic, I don't have to take up more slots in my deck by playing the Stoneforge Mystic package plus a Batter Skull. Yeah. It's saving me slots. It's doing a whole bunch of things that, ha- that like classic Blue White X Miracles that isn't green has not had ever. It is open. It will open up so many doors. I get that, like it's going to open you up to other cards that, like before, miracles would never really cared about. But like you'll be able to deal with that. Here's the other aspect of how of how how big of a deal Saint Catherine is. If you're playing a card like Entreat, and I'm I'm the biggest advocate for Entreat, right? That's literally my brand you're the guy. The you're, you're the, the Entreat guy. guy. Yeah. A requirement of Entreat in order to hit your land drops is you need to be able to have the game go long. So you're priced into playing cards that exchange resources. But then you're also priced in to play cards like Predict or AK or other card advantage spells because you, in order to trade those resources and to continue hitting land drops, you need to go up resources to do yep. that. You can't just go blank and then like not have, you, you need to be able to exchange resources to not die, but then also continue to hit your land drops so that your entreats are actually relevant. With Triumph of St. Catherine, you can compress the curve where instead of now using your card advantage to have to hit your land drops, if you even need to play that kind of card advantage at all, Right. If I'm playing a lower to the ground deck that has proactive threats, like one of the best things about counterbalance is that you can cantrip proactively rather than having to be like, okay, I'm going to hold on to my brainstorm or my ponder to look for something to react to my opponent and what they just did. Now I go, oh, I'm going to ponder, look for my counterbalance and try and set that up. I can, I can, my cantrips get another angle where I can cantrip proactively for a threat, that threat being counterbalance. Now St. Catherine lets me do the same. And it's a threat that will help me close the door quickly. There's just nothing let's that say, you want to let's counter. Let's say you're doing all that. Let's say you're doing all the things, right? <laughs> let's say you're doing all the things. Everybody's sure. like, Phil, but like source of plushers, bro, come on. If you're playing the counterbalance Miracles deck, and now you've given yourself a whole bunch of open slots because you yeah, aren't compelled that. to do the... the, the if you, Yeah. The idea that you can then fight over those cards. And yeah. also, if if you Miracled this out and then they sourced it and gave you five life, fucking cool, man. Great. Now you just got more life. You can do other things like the 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 the, the, uh, the options. I'm so high on this card, yeah. and I feel like I'm the. It only, seems like, like other it. people are like, "Oh, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe we'll try it. Maybe it's cool." This Phil needs four of them banger. on day one. Yeah, he's you're, from what banger. I understand, you're bummed because this is like this will not be legal during Legacy Pit, right? Bro, like Legacy Pit is. Uh, I'm going to be at the Legacy Pit open if on no testing, on no testing at all, just on theory. I yeah. would have I would have sleeved up four copies of this for Legacy Pit and been more confident in I would have been more confident going into that tournament than I've been in in the last five years. Wow, wow, 
That's a. That's We're not going to get it statement. until the week after Legacy Pit. I can't like this card. I, I uh, well, let's um, let's move let's move this, on. This is so good. It's so we good. even talk about the Presidium Protectiva. Yeah, you want to talk about the other ability? Yeah, okay. let's talk about the let's other say, ability. Let's say you're fast. playing. Let's say you're playing against Urza Saga, right? What does and this other have... ability do, Phil? Okay, so the other ability is that when it dies, you uh, exile it with the top. You essentially shuffle it into the top six cards of your library back on top of your deck, so you can theoretically miracle it again. Yeah. So you're like, but Phil, but you just said it. none of the removal hits it. The only removal that does hit it is Swords to Plushers. And then if that's the case, then this thing won't trigger. Okay, yeah. Let's look at a world where Urza Saga is a huge fucking pain in the ass if you're not playing Wasteland, right? Your way to beat Urza Saga is Terminus or going wider on an Entreat the Angels in the late game. But what if they have an early Urza Saga and now they just have a bunch of power and now you're wasting a bunch of resources? The thing is that you have to use your prismatic ending on their retrofitter foundry that they just got instead of the threat. But then the threats are beating you down because they're both fucking five fives. <laughs> you play this yep. and it turns that shit off. Because if they want to go into combat with your 5-5 five, five lifelinker that they're going to shuffle back into the top of your deck and you're playing cantrips, guess what? Here's my fucking 5-5 five, five again. Yep. All right. Well, uh, and with that said, we'll check out Keeper of Secrets. <laughs> Keeper of Secrets is a six mana. That's five and a red. First strike haste creature. Uh, that is a six, four. Uh, it says whenever, uh, Symphony of Pain, whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, Keeper of Secrets deals damage equal to that spell's mana value to the target, to target opponent, sorry. What do you think? I, again, think that this is an interesting, this is a weird card because this is interesting text that we only ever, like, saw on, like, a uncommon draft, like a draft uncommon from, uh, what's it called? Uh, from Innistrad. The, like, if you cast something from another place, deal damage to your opponent. But this yeah. is interesting because, like, First Strike and, and Haste, on a six haste four, is, haste is haste is the is the thing, right? Haste I think is the this thing. Is, yeah. I think it's too expensive, but haste is haste is meaningful. Yeah, it, the the cast from anywhere other than your hand is 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 interesting, but I can't I can't place it. I I can't like it's not like you're gonna play like past in a uh, past in flames deck to make this work. You've already won if you're casting past in flames, right? Like yeah, I, you should I, have I done think... something different than cast this. But I think it's the, interesting the, the... text that I think that I think is worth noting. Yeah, the floor being a, a six mana six four with haste ain't it right? So yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I, unless this is part of a combo, we'll never see it. All right, so let's go to uh, toxic. By the way, let, can, can we talk a little bit more about? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Toxicreen is a four mana tyranid with reach and death touch. It's a two four, and it says hyper toxic miasma. All lands have add one color of any mana, tap it, add one color of any mana, and lose all other abilities. So I saw people getting pretty high on this. It's just like a green sun zenith target to shut off all of lands. Not yeah. the worst. It's also a two four with recent death touch. So like, it's gonna stop those three 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 threes and three twos in the air. Not bad. Mm -hmm. There's enough here. I I, I would I, I would expect this to show up. It's a nice reasonable toolbox. Yeah, it's like you can you can green suns for this and like stop. You know, like assuming you have enough mana to yeah, stop the, the uh, dark depths deck. You know, it's the same type of thing, right? Like it's 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 a a. a a toolboxy hate bear that has relevant abilities with relevant mm -hmm. stats. Yeah, and it blocks and Delver, it, you cool. know, like, yeah. Yeah, it blo it's and, do, hell, it'll, it it'll blocks uh, Merit Lage, worst case scenario, right? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, like, where I was <laughs> Blocks saying, and like, kills Merit Lage. No, it, it doesn't it, kill it. It doesn't kill it. It's going to be good against every, all, like, it's obviously good against the, the decks where the land clause has text. Yes. But then Breach and Death Touch means that it lines up against all of Delver because it stops yeah. the three threes and the three twos, but then Death Touch will trade with the Merc Tide. Exactly. So yeah. It's it because all of that is relevant, even though four man is a lot, 
because it's going to have agency over like it has a bunch of aspects across decks that don't particularly have anything in common, right? Like the land ability is not going to affect Delver at all, but the death touch actually being relevant in the format. So you could main deck this as a one of in your green sun Zenith deck. If you wanted to, if you're expecting like, Oh, there's going to be a lot of lands in Delver. Yeah. You'll see this. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about bio transference. That is a four mana. That's two and two black enchantment that says creatures you control are artifacts. In addition to other creature types, the same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. So everything, I mean, art, every creature is an artifact. Everything, no matter where it is, is an artifact. And then it says, whenever you cast an artifact spell, you lose a life and create a 2-2 black Necron warrior artifact creature token. I'm pretty sure that between Painter Servant and uh, Microsynth Lattice, that this type of ability, being able to turn all of your other stuff into something else as like a blanket effect, has proven extremely combo- yeah, there's there's just something years. about this card, you know. Like the only thing that 100%, makes you not go infinite is like the lose one hundred percent. There's a way to go infinite. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you know what it sure. is. One hundred percent, it exists. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I just I just love I I love this card because it's it's a real cool nod to like the Necron takeover thing in in the game. Just Necrons are sort of like these. They just like take death and like now you're a robot, right? Cool. And this nice isn't nod. the fast mana color. And exactly. Like, this is like, boom, uh, turn to this and like every creature you have, you know, is now is now also this. Or like, dude, play it in a black artifact deck and like just go off, you know? Like, who knows? I don't I don't have the exact uh, reason why this is good. I just know that it's an interesting card and I think that it's, it's worth talking about because it's a very I mean, unique effect. The, the also, just like, Whenever you cast an artifact spell, make a 2-2. And if you're already going to be in the fast mana deck where you're playing, like, you know, um, literally everything out of 8-cast, like, yeah. you're just spamming 2-2s. I get that it's costing life, but, like, a bunch of, like, just getting a a, a fast, uh, you know, um, what's the the land that makes 2-2 zombies? Field of the Dead. Getting a Field fast Field of the yeah. Dead off of this, off of the rest of your cards and everything else becoming artifacts. Like, uh, yeah, imagine if you, if this was in blue and your Emery could rebuy all like your side yeah i mean i i would second, play this in a right? second in in uh what's it called amazing in, yeah. in like eight cast uh it, obviously it's not blue though uh all right next card vanguard suppressor this is a three two for four mana that's three and a blue it has squad two so you can pay two to make like clones of it as many times you want uh it has flying and it has suppressing fire uh, whenever this deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Now, I only put this in here because you were talking about something about high tide with it. Tell me about that. So, I, I mean, yeah, turns out when you have a bunch of mana and then something to sink it into, it's pretty cool. But this this is like, I, I could see this as um, essentially filling the space of like the empty of the warrants for high tide. Yeah. Because okay. if you just have a bunch of, if you have a bunch of mana and you just squad this and then you have a bunch of three, two flying Ophidians, like, okay, sweet. You know, it's like, even if you go, even if you have a small high tide, like if you can, if you have a small t- high tide and can pump out like three or four, three two flying Ophidians, not bad, right? Yeah, like if you can't go off, but at least you have now a, a sizable board where every single one of them is a threat. Like if they connect, that's amazing. Right? Yeah, so. certainly not the the car the card that you would play four of in that deck, but like yeah, it's it, I, it just it strikes me as like um you know if it, it just gives it another access to like in blue now yeah. you have an empty the warrants type effect and it's like okay and there's a bunch of those cards in this. 
set that kind of do similar things. Yeah, the um, especially the squad, all the squad cards. Especially yeah. squad, yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, one, sorry, old one eye. Uh, it's a six six legendary tyranid for six mana. That's five in a green. Has trample. Other creatures you control have trample. When old one eye comes into uh, hit enters the battlefield, uh, you create a five five green tyranid creature token. All that text is very interesting. You would think, oh, this is a Nick Fit card. Sure, Zach's going to talk about another Nick Fit card. It has fast healing. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may discard two cards. If you do, return Old One-Eye from the graveyard to your hand. This is interesting in that it's like kind of another weird enabler like Phantasmagorian is for Dredge. And I think we're getting closer to a spot where like Dredge might want to pick up one or two of these cards to try and see if they can make their deck more efficient. That's um, that's interesting. I, I, I can see that, you know. All right, yeah, okay, okay. Like, Dredge okay. still loses okay. To, okay. for all the same reasons it loses, but, like, having all these different options in the in your deck uh, is interesting. And, like, this is another thing you can Dread Return if you can't get Grizzlebrand to play or whatever. Uh, two, five, you know, six, six, and a five, five book with Trample, it'll get there, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced there. I'm convinced. Yeah. On that. I think that's that's all we have for uh for the uh Warhammer cards. It looks oh, like a really fun commander set. I have to say I, I, ordered wanna, all, I, I ordered all of them just because I, I had to. I mean I'm I, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna paint is gonna go on the triumph of St. Catherine so fast. Oh yeah. Um just I I will give a a, a shout out to Sister Repentia, as I was pronounced the Sister other miracle. of uh oh yeah yeah the uh the other miracle that's uh that's a there's, five there, one? there's a couple of miracles there's yeah, they, we'll put there's, that up here. Um, there's another miracle that's uh zephyrim that's uh it's a four mana three three with squad that's flying and vigilant that you can miracle for one and a white so you miracle for one and a white and then for every additional two that you pay you get another three three flying and vigilant oh wow. that to me feels oh, like wow. diet and that feels like diet and treat to me yeah because the one of the big deals about entreat is that four four is a relevant a relevant body where three three isn't as much, and also the rate of return on squad is worse than in a miracle entreat. So, it, it, although Zephyrin looks hot, uh, particularly because it only requires one white as opposed to two white, I do still think it's a diet entreat, and you'd be better off just playing entreat. Yeah. For Sister Repentia, in miracles, everybody was saying that they were a lot. A lot of people that I was talking to about how good Triumph of Saint Catherine was was convinced that Sister Repentia was better because it draws cards when it dies. One, it has to die, so source supply shares to shut it off. Two, it miracles for black white, which means that you're dipping into a third. Yeah, color. it's a whole nother color. Yeah. It's a whole nother thing that's opening you up to wasteland. That you, it's like there's no other reason for right now for miracles to be in black as the splash, unless you're looking at another weird tech that isn't pyroblast. So I think Sister Repentia stretches you too far and doesn't actually give you all of the benefits of what Triumph of Saint Catherine does in terms of what miracles wants. So in order to stabilize your life title, two life is not five. Drawing two cards is obviously good, but this being a 5-1 means that it's going to trade with everything, so it's not as reliable. And it, 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 it's it's too many other hoops. I feel like it's too many other hoops, and it's not a reliable card advantage spell because it has to die, not get exiled. Yeah. So in the, in the world where it does die, if it trades with something and you go up to life and go up to cards, amazing. But the fact that it's not doing anything for you to stabilize light, like if, if your opponent can ignore this, it's not going to race. Like yeah. if you have a Murktide and I have a Triumph of St. Catherine, I win the race. True. Yeah. Whereas this can't. So as long as that Murktide isn't a a six six, then that's a problem. What's up? (laughs) As long as the Murktide isn't a six six. Well, no, because if you attack me for six, I effectively take one when I ten point swing. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they wouldn't attack you then. 
Um, right, but, but that's, that's, before, that's before, before but we, isn't that fucking so good? Yeah, that's but then where they you wouldn't be. attack that's where you me. Then be. isn't that so goddamn? That's where you want to be. Um, oh so, so before good. before we, uh, I, I want to I want to finalize, like talk about talk about a couple more things real fast before we do that. Um, I wanted to bring up our sponsor, Moxfield. Uh, Moxfield is a really great deck building website, www.moxfield.com. You can check out our personal profiles with the decks that we have and some of the ideas we're brewing up and whatnot. Our budget decks are on there as well. Um, it, it's a great place to uh, build decks for a commander, uh, for pre-modern, for legacy, for vintage, uh, obviously for standard and modern too. Um, so check out moxfield.com. Link's down below. Um, you can also... Uh, if if you're a fan of the show and you want to get get in uh, tune with what we're talking about doing doing on the daily, get into our Discord. The link's down below. Check it out. You know, jump in there. Everybody pretty friendly in the Discord. Uh, it's that's a lot of fun. I'm I'm on there pretty much all day, all the time. I'm very responsive. Phil's in there as well. Um, and uh, I don't know. I I, I want to finalize this by saying I'm moving uh, this week. Uh, so uh, we're gonna try and get another episode out on time. Uh, thanks everybody for, uh, bearing with us as we've been like, you know, we're just shuffling our lives around and stuff. Uh, so, uh, I don't know what, uh, Phil, do you, what do you got to, what do you got to add to that? Um, let us know if you want us to dedicate an entire episode dissecting how good Triumph of St. Catherine is. <laughs> I think, I think we can. I think Phil wants you in. to want that. <laughs> I think it's a reasonable request. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. Follow the podcast, retweet us, you know, what what have you. Do the things that help us grow. We're trying to grow. Uh, we're trying to be good. We're trying to give you uh, the entertainment that you you so severely deserve. Uh, but with that said, uh, I think that's it. We want to be the trian triumph of St. Catherine of podcasts. Yes, we want to. Exactly. The things you deserve and need. Um, all right. Well, everybody, uh, have a good day. And uh, we'll see you next week. Legends forge forever in the heat of battle. Go in the distance, traversing all of the roads. Let's travel the merch from the scrap with your sword and shield strapped to your saddle. Enter the red zone, don't hesitate. Attack and get tackled in the legacy pit. You can grease up a crisp, unholy heat emanates from a mysterious mist. So channel your inner rays like you're a dragon from shit. Cause if you want to attack me, you better not miss. I will bring the fury with my endless endurance. Before some willing subtle, your sudden creep my assurance. When we tangle in the tabernacle, fish goes blurry cause the legacy pit is only for warriors worthy of carrying the mantle and ultimately become the greatest playtest is over time to engage with the assailants who lay claim to the championship on top of the pit time to make a decision tap out and submit time to meet your fate in the legacy pit come and swing some spells for the championship play it on the stack time to the chat magic has got built and tenders up a better one jack time to meet your fate in the legacy pit come and swing Come and swing some spells for the championship. Play it on.